0: Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Tison here with life coach David Strickle, the Stream of David, and this is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today, and uh, we are uh happy to be able to live stream to YouTube because I wasn't quite sure if that was going to work, but it appears to be working, so we'll just kind of go with that for now. But, uh, David, uh, you know, we we go whether or not uh, we have the YouTube connection because we have so many other people listening to us. So we, we can't stop for just that one. But it's nice to have the people on the live stream. So just saying.
1: Yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's an energy about uh, live that's just different. Cause you know, yeah, I think Google there is. Right now, and if you mess up, you can't edit it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Not in the live stream, anyway. You could edit. You could edit the part that goes on the cable on the cable channel, but not the part that's on YouTube. Yeah, I used yeah. to. When I started
1: doing my podcast, I used to edit it all the time. And when I started channeling, I, there would be pauses uh, because I was really not comfortable. I was speaking for the first time. I started the podcast right away. Hmm. I would go in and edit it all, and I would spend hours editing the podcast. And now I never edit any of it. <laughs> it yeah. The perfection yeah, of yeah. imperfection, as the stream says.
0: I hear you, yeah. I, I actually had gotten mostly into that mode for quite some time until we started getting on the local cable access, and then, well, I realized I have to stay within 60 minutes, so sometimes I have to do a little editing, but not too much, not too much. It works out pretty well. Yeah. So, anyway, um have a couple things to talk about today. Um, First, I know you had something to, to bring in, too, so I figured I'll, I'll go to your thing first. So I asked you about how life in the desert is, and you, you gave me a rather um, quizzical answer. So I'm curious to see what you had to say. Yeah,
1: well, life in the desert is, is the desert. It's sunny, it's beautiful, it's a little chilly now, which is nice, so that's good. Desert life is as good as can be during a pandemic with a, a strict lockdown going on. But really right. my life is just fine. You know, I, I, I'm enjoying the lockdown. I'm finishing my book. Uh, I thought I'd finished my book and then we have this whole new teaching on vibrational flows. So we've added a whole other section just on that. That's, that's really turned out really cool. And my book editor gets so excited because she goes in and reads and she's like, wow, this is blowing my mind. So I can't wait to get that published. I don't know how long that's going to take, but I'm, I'm excited to finally have it edited and done and start getting it out there. But sure. the exciting thing that happened just before I jumped on here, in fact, I was almost late coming on uh, with you. Because I just uh, I enrolled somebody in my boot camp, which I do that pretty regularly. So that's exciting every time it happens. But sure. this one was really interesting because I uh, we always ask, you know, how did you discover the stream? And she said, through Abraham. And I've heard that before. Usually that means they were into Abraham and then they started searching other channels and they found, you know, the stream of David. She says, no, literally Abraham. I said, well, what are you talking about? She says they talked about you. I said, well, when did Abraham talk about the stream? (laughs) You know, since when are we on their radar, right? Right. And she said that she was watching a YouTube video, and it was one of those, I guess you would call it a bootleg video, where somebody has the the, just the images going into just the audio plays.
0: Okay, right.
1: And it was a hot seat video, so this had to have happened before COVID, right, when they were doing lives. And she said somebody got up in the hot seat and said to Abraham, why does the stream of David go deeper into uh, some things than you do? Oh my! And she said, and I want to hear this. I have not heard this. This is a secondhand right. information. She said that that Abraham's answer was because they're just so much smarter than we are, which I'm sure <laughs> would be funny, right? But I, I begged her. I said, please go find that clip and send it to me because I would, I would love to hear that because I've never yeah. heard that before. But she said that. She heard that a couple of months ago, and then when she heard that from Abraham, she really started listening to the stream, and now she's in boot camp. So cool story. I, I yeah. want to take a clip for myself though, just because it's it's almost unbelievable. Um, it's so funny because I, I have heard Abraham. Uh, I remember when I used to really watch a lot of Abraham years ago. Uh, I heard somebody ask about Rompha once, and they kind really? of okay. Romtha, and it was kind of funny. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you know, Esther has a sense of humor, Abraham has a sense of humor, so uh, I, I would just, whatever the answer is, I would just love to hear it. So if anybody out there listening to this knows where that clip is on YouTube, send it to us, because I'd love to hear it and see it.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I want to see that, too. That, I mean, to get a uh, uh, mention on uh, an Abraham workshop, that's very cool. So, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so I want to see it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, hey, I just learned about that within the last hour. That just happened because I just got off a meeting with her uh, and she's in boot camp now and jumped right on with you. So uh, yeah, wow, really fresh information.
0: Very, very cool. All right. I like that. Well, yeah. I have more fresh information. This is specific for LOA Today listeners, particularly those who use uh, the LOA Today app on an iPhone. Uh, for the last three plus months, I've been trying to resolve a couple of issues that people had listeners had reported uh, with uh, the episodes stopping playing in the middle. And uh, if they went to try to do something else while they were listening to an episode, the episode would stop and things like that. And I think we've got it resolved. I just uploaded uh, the latest version. So you're looking for version 1.1.80. So the one that ends in 80, um, and that just updated today. So, you know, those who had an issue with that, give it a shot. If you are still having a problem, obviously get in touch and let me know. Um, if you find that it fixed it, obviously get in touch and let me know. I want to know either way, but uh, I think we got this. And I have to tell you, David, this was, this is kind of a little mini test for me, uh, because obviously we're here on the show. We're talking all the time about maintaining your vibration and, and how you get better results when you're in the high vibe and how you want to, you're dealing with polarity all the time, but you there are things you can do to kind of take a step back and, and see things from a longer perspective and so on and so forth. I was trying to do all those things, sometimes successfully, sometimes not so successfully. <laughs> but I was trying to do all of them, and, and I, I kept stumbling through, finding well, one little thing here, one little thing there, one little thing there. And then all of a sudden I had a breakthrough just a couple days ago. And it was after going through about, I don't know, 200 steps, I don't know how many steps it was. And I had this breakthrough, and you know what the really exciting slash annoying thing about it was? It showed me that the thing that needed to be changed was so simple that I was just overlooking it all every step of the way. I, I had literally overthought the whole thing and didn't realize it.
1: Which dropped your vibration, which held you away from a solution. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so it's I got really to... stepping away from it and just allowing the the, 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 your vibe to go up. And then the solution is just right there. Yeah. But we don't do that. We think we have to, to dive into it and fix it and, and take action and all that stuff. And it just makes it worse
0: until your vibe goes good. up. This well, it's even more, it's even more annoying when you know this stuff and you still go and do that
1: anyway. Oh, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> of because it's still fun to be human and it, it's fun to, you know, get down in that low vibration and not even really realize that you're down there until things start going awry, and then, then you know, what are you going to do? You're down in low vibration. You're not necessarily making the best decisions. It's like being intoxicated, and you, you mm-hmm. decide That's not perfect. to go do something to raise your vibration. Instead, you're going to keep hammering. I, I'm a type A personality. I do it myself, and, and I'm doing it less and less and less as I go, but I still, I'll dive into doing that. Oh, well, i got to fix this. i got to figure this out. And, yeah.
0: It's almost like it's a, it has an addictive yeah. quality to it. Um, which is kind of a strange thing because I always associate addictions with a need to mask some sort of a pain, but it doesn't necessarily have to be pain. I mean, clearly it can just be a habit. And in that sense, I, I guess the pain is I don't want to have to leave this habit behind. I'm used to this habit. So yeah. Well, you kind of when you're a habit, habit,
1: you're tuned to a vibration of and you're, you're habitually tuning to the vibration of
0: because mm-hmm. you're
1: reacting to the vibration, you're reacting to the habit. And acknowledging it and keeping it yeah. active and you stay in it. That's how people stay in unwanted cycles throughout their lives.
0: For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. forever. So it's a great thing to, to actually celebrate when I break the cycle. That's what I like to do. And that's what I did in this case. I broke the cycle. Yeah. I said, yeah, I did it.
1: Well, All right. How Powerful you are. That's, that's the thing is that let me mm. step back for a moment and remember how powerful. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Remembering how powerful I am and remembering and believing how powerful I am because I think the trust, right? Uh, Because I think, I think all of us come to this general topic of conscious creation from a perspective that in some way incorporates, I'm not really good at this stuff. I don't have a whole lot of power. I'm not terribly intuitive. I don't really have uh, any kind of amazing superpowers, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So we find ourselves taking a lot of time to build it up and it's all time well worth spending. Um, but as we go along and we do start to build up, then we start to get results and the result, this is the part that's always a little bit weird. The results pop out of nowhere. And, yeah. and in fact, I wanted to ask you about that because um, Louis De D'Souza and I were talking about this in yesterday's podcast um, about uh, the writings and the teachings of Carolyn Mace. Are you familiar with Carolyn Mace? I'm not sure if you are. She's a medical intuitive. And one of the things that she mentions in, I can't remember which book it is, is that she's trying to describe what it's like for her when she receives a piece of information to translate for somebody else, to explain to somebody else, here's what's going on with you. Um, she says that when she gets it, it she doesn't actually see anything. She doesn't actually hear anything. But She says, you know how there's like a space between seeing something and knowing that it's there. The space between seeing and knowing, that's where she gets her information. And my my question for you is, does that sound familiar? Is that similar to what you get?
1: I I guess so in, in the fact that I have said that, and the stream has said this, that we have to use our imagination to bridge the gap. I think that's the same thing as she's saying. Okay. That we have the physical reality of it and visualizing it, and then the, the trusting and knowing. And sometimes we actually have to build that bridge with our imagination, but we've been taught that our imagination isn't real, that, that oh, we're just imagining it. That's not real. You're just daydreaming. But everything that is was a, cre- was a creation of imagination. Mm -hmm. We all know that our imagination is our most powerful creative tool. It is the most powerful creative energy there is. And think of all of the things that we use right now that were someone's imagination, right? Zoom was an imagination. YouTube was someone's imagination. Uh, The computer I'm using right now was someone's imagination. The chair, the lighting, the room, all of it was someone's imagination before it became reality. So when I wanted to to start channeling the stream, and by channeling, I don't mean receiving, because that was happening naturally. The, the knowledge just dropped into my mind. I just had what I call my knowing, right? I just knew. I just knew that what my parents were teaching me was not necessarily true. I knew that I didn't necessarily have to go through typical schooling. I knew that I was more worthy than I was being told that I was from the external world. I knew these things. But... For me to start speaking it and writing it, I was trying to conjure this Esther Hicks-esque experience of being possessed by the stream. You know, she talks about, it's funny, I just got through talking about this on another podcast this morning. (laughs) Um, It's like deja vu here. But she spoke about, you know, having it breathe her and then write through her. And then she was typing and her fingers weren't moving. Something was moving her. And I was trying to conjure that. And in my trying to conjure it, I had this energy come into the left side. And, and I, to this day, I can feel it kind of come through the left side and come down my face and radiate through my body. But I was, I was forcing it. I was, I was using my imagination to conjure it, trying to make myself have this Esther-like experience and it was happening to a degree i was feeling it and i was i was had my recorder on my phone and i was trying to speak and eh, it was just coming out so bizarre and i thought wow this is going to take decades to figure it out <laughs> and, and i'm not a patient person so i'm sitting in my car locked in my parking garage in the basement of my building either seattle or san francisco because i did it both places and because i didn't want anybody to hear me not even inside my uh, condo So I'm sitting there with the phone, and and this weird voice is coming through, very strained. And then it just dawned on me, the knowing came through. Relax and just imagine yourself speaking it and begin speaking. And that's what I did. I I just used my imagination to create the spoken portion of it. And then it was just happening. And I was putting all this information into my recorder. And then I would listen back and think, wow, where did that come from? And so then I very quickly decided to turn it into a podcast. And if you go back into the Stream of David podcast and listen to the very beginning, the end of, gosh, 2017, is it 16 or 17? Uh, well, when I started the podcast, episode one, two, three, four, all that, it's very different than it is now. Mm-hmm. It's very um, uh, formal, much more formal than it is now. And I think the more that I do it, the more I relax into it. But sure. my imagination bridged the gap to allow that to happen. And now I know how to, to just step back and allow it to flow. And when I start speaking it, I become unaware of what's going on, uh, on the same level. It's, it's like I'm in the background and it's just happening. It's, it's really hard to explain, but that's, that's how I do it. And so that's probably what she's talking about is that, you know, there's, what did you say? There's belief or seeing and knowing and knowing get yeah, like a gap, a gap between, between the two, two things, yeah uh, I, I think imagination bridges that gap for everybody mm-hmm.
0: yeah okay that makes sense well also i'm glad that you brought up what you brought up about your how did you describe it you you, you just receive stuff that you, you 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 how did you how did you call that you you described that in a, in a uh, my way. knowing
1: your knowing have, okay i called it the stream i just called it my knowing but i didn't talk about it publicly so I sort of referred to it myself as my knowing. Okay. But I learned pretty early on that I needed to hide that, or people were going to think that I was nuts, or mm-hmm. I was going to get diagnosed with some sort of multiple personality disorder, which I still get accused of. So,
0: because that, that knowing—that's really what what's often called going within, isn't it? That—that's that's the uh, the internal connection part.
1: Yeah. All that is everybody has it. It's their intuition. You raise your vibration. You're connected to Source. That's not this miraculous thing either. It's subtle. The source connection is just feeling good. It's joy. And if you if you really sort of um I don't want to say wallow in it. <laughs> you know, really luxuriate in that and, and, and sort of just keep yourself there and make that your new habit, then all of these other things just come with that. That's intuition, it's 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 worthiness, it's self-love, it's it's being able to appreciate all that is. That is source connection. And it's amazing. And and when you work your default vibration higher and higher and higher, it's easier and easier and easier to access.
0: So I I think most people who are conscious creators um, understand the value of going within, of of increasing and improving that connection to one's inner being. Um, So I kind of wanted to make that the topic today and talk about what are some of the ways that we can kind of improve our ability to recognize that knowing and and to to latch onto it and and stay connected to it more often because i figure if, if there's anybody who knows how to do that well it's a channel and you're you're a channel and you're good at it so who else can i ask for for who, who's better qualified to answer that question than somebody like you so give us some ideas what, what are some of the best ways to kind of improve our ability to to receive that information that receive that knowing
1: yeah, well what I developed with the, the tie practice that I developed is all about that. So oh, okay. the four components of that are forgiveness, which is cleaning up your transgressor energy through mm-hmm. appreciation actually. <clears throat> so those are the that that transgressor energy is always present, and that's the energy. You know how we talk about when you're when you're on the spiral or ladder or whatever you want to call it, uh, and you are above neutral, you're in positive territory, source can meet you there and connect with you because you're you're in appreciation of you and all that is, which is source energy, and that source connects with you, and you can actually build momentum in that that high direction uh, because you're connected to source. Well, when you go below neutral, you go down into negative vibration, if you will. Your transgressor energy has the same power. It's not evil. It's not Satan. It's not the devil. It's not demonic. It's your transgressor energy grabs hold of you and pulls you down. And it's through your thoughts. It's through your triggers, hearkening back to when you were, you know, mistreated in some way or those those walls that you build because, you know, it didn't work out last time. So you're not going to allow yourself to, to feel that pain again. All that stuff, that's transgressor energy. So cleaning that up, getting some sort of practice together that works for you, that allows you to connect with source much of the time. Meditation is just one. Certainly quieting your mind is is, is something that automatically allows the source connection that's already there just to be realized. It's always there. A lot of people have a a lot of trouble quieting their mind and staying in that state. So appreciation activities. Anytime you're up in that high vibrational state of appreciation, love, joy, self-appreciation, there's as much value if not more there than just meditating, just quieting your mind. A lot of people teach meditation because they don't want to acknowledge um uh, spirituality. And so they, they talk about mindfulness and quieting your mind. Uh, you know, Michael, my partner, is a psychologist. Uh he is not particularly into this stuff, but he's into mindfulness. He's into quieting his mind. I said, well you know why you quiet your mind? He gave me the psychology answer. I said, "Well, you really quiet your mind is because that's your natural source connection that you're allowing me to be realized in that moment. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, scientists, you know, they need proof of that. I don't need proof of that. My, my feeling connection to that is all, that's faith, right? That's all the proof that I need is how I feel in that moment and how good my life gets when I'm in that space more often. So source connection, forgiveness. The other thing is understanding and appreciating polarity which is a huge part of our teachings that, that I think a lot of people aren't teaching right now. But polarity is a universal energy force that has an ebb and flow to it that, that, some, that takes us sometimes up our spiral and sometimes it takes us down. But it's not necessarily negative. It's not necessarily bad to go down and get out of alignment with source because when we go down there, if we are appreciating polarity – we understand that's just there to sort of regulate our positive manifestations and to create some obstacles for ourselves because we need things to solve. Because that this solving of and the evolution beyond is our creative process, which is our expansion as a human and, and as an eternal being. That's what expands the entire universe is new creation. We wouldn't create anything new if we lived in perfection. Think about it. If we all agreed about everything all the time and we were living in this utopia that everybody thinks they want, and we all just sat around and you're right, you're right, you're right. There's no problems. Nobody has to do anything. We're living in perfection. Well, what's offered in perfection? You get bored. And inevitably, gambling. we're going to create some drama just because we're bored. You see people do that in their lives. When their lives get too good, and when people start, you know, when there's too much financial abundance, all of a sudden the gambling addiction or the drug addiction or the affair or something like that rears its head because of boredom. Because we need to create some drama just for interest in our lives. When you have nothing else to to worry about, you're going to create something to worry about. That's the universal process of creation, and we're not going to escape that as human beings. So understanding polarity is a, a big factor in that. Because once you appreciate polarity, then the downtime is not bad, evil, negative. It's just downtime. And you can even get to a place where the obstacles that you create down there Don't cause that step one reaction of of plummeting into fear, anger, you know, frustration, whatever it is. You can be trying to do something and realize that, ha, this isn't working, which is a clear sign that I'm DTS. I'm down the spiral. Mm. My job is to go get an espresso or go outside and play with my dog (laughs) and look at the sun for a moment, breathe a little bit, appreciate, raise my vibe, and know that when I come back here, it's just going to work. And I've never had that fail for me ever. So you can operate like that where, where you just don't allow yourself to get into frustration. And if you do, it's okay, but you're just not reacting that way anymore. You, you skip the step one reaction, meet your obstacles and joy. Vibration goes right back up. Oh, yay. You know, a letter from the IRS. Great <laughs> opportunity to manifest more. I had that experience. You know, when the, the letter from the IRS showed up in the mailbox, I realized, you know, Hey, I've been going down this, this negative path of money. And here's the the universe sending me another piece of evidence. You know what it is when that envelope shows up. Open it up, sure enough, oh, we've decided you owe more tax from five years ago. Okay, great. But now, you know, for me, it it was knocking me back into alignment because I saw how out of alignment I was regarding money at the time, and that's why I manifested that. So it ended up being a really good thing. It actually took my vibration back up, and I can't even tell you how that got solved. It just did. Funny thing that you mentioned.
0: Funny, funny thing that you mentioned IRS letters because uh, I've received a number of IRS letters over the years. But the, the the thing was, in almost every case, I had that universal reaction: "Oh God, right, it's the IRS again." And then nine times out of ten, the letter didn't say anything at all about owing more taxes. It was you know over some other minor issue, something easily resolved, had nothing to do with owing money. But I always had that association. And over time, it has lessened. I haven't been able to get rid of it entirely. Uh, I like the idea of what you talk about, uh, being able to let go of the frustration before it takes hold. Um, And that's something I'm certainly working on. But it's just odd that I I, I don't know how to explain this from an LOA perspective. The fact that I kept expecting every time I got one of these letters – that it meant that I owed the IRS money, and when you actually read the letters, I didn't actually owe them any money. I I, I still can't quite understand that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's ingrained in you that that's a bad thing. IRS yeah. is bad, it's terrible. They're here to take your money, and when they take your money, all they're going to want to do is take more. You know, we all think that way. Mm. And mine was a request for money. Yeah, but it's funny because now I look back at that and realize that I know that I got solved. I don't even remember how it got solved. I, you know, it's, it's so meaningless now to me that I, I can't even tell you how that got solved. So yeah. we all have our themes, you know, that feeling. Uh, a lot of people talk about that that, that uh, sinking feeling when a, a cop pulls you over.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't
1: really thought about that. I have not been pulled over by a police officer since my mid-20s, and I'm 52. Yeah. yeah, and I've driven a lot of – I've had Porsches, I've had Audis, I've had all kinds of sports cars, and I just don't get stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't drive like a maniac most of the time. That's part of it, but – Also, you know, I mean, I've definitely driven fast in those cars and I just don't align with with getting stopped. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's just that's just my I've never had an issue with that. But there's little sticky things around money that I have had issues with. So we all get trained to react in these ways and Taya and, and tools like it give you the tools to just move beyond that training to a full appreciation of all of it. I get pulled over. Great. It's going to be fine. No problem. I get a letter from the IRS. It's, it's already worked out. I don't even have to worry about it. All I have to do is raise my vibration. The universe sends the solution. And solving problems is expansion. So we, you get better and better and better at just reacting in joy to everything that life delivers because it's all a manifestation.
0: Now that's really the skill in it, isn't it? Learning to react to joy even when it's something that we would normally not react to with joy. And it, and it takes some time take some training takes some practice to do that
1: but, yeah, but you know part of it the, the fun of it too is the ongoing learning experience of that you know whenever the, you know something creeps up for me it's just like wow there's something else that i can work on and mm-hmm. i'm not trying to rush toward perfection because that's just not right but right. just getting better and better and better at it and 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 not allowing fewer and fewer things to hold me away from joy is what my goal is with it and so you know that I, I've had that experience uh, I think I shared uh, did I share with you about Thanksgiving or not I haven't been out here since Thanksgiving have no, I no I don't think so no yeah so I cooked a, a very nice Thanksgiving meal everything I cooked every bit of it made pie crust mm-hmm. from scratch all of it and there was some criticism of my cooking yeah and I allowed it in the moment to take me down a little bit. I was just like, wow. Because I was raised in the South where, you know, even if, if you don't have anything good to say, you don't say anything at all. You're always polite, even mm-hmm. if it's not genuine. And I actually kind of moved away from that where I really generally like feedback. And I'm okay with feedback. And if somebody has a problem or a criticism of something, I'm really at peace with that. But for some reason, I think I was so physically tired because mm-hmm. I literally cooked all day Wednesday from 7 a.m. to 7.30 or 8 p.m. Wow. Wow. So and then Thursday, I really wanted to just enjoy the day, but I was still kind of recovering from Wednesday. And then when the, this person was like, oh, I taste this, I don't like that, or this, and, you know, I was just kind of like, really? <laughs> you know, After all that? Mm. And, so, and I thought everything turned out so good. I was so impressed mm. with everything that I made myself. So and then, then I realized, wow, that shouldn't bother me at all. So over the weekend, I was around this same person, and they were kind of doing the same thing. And in a different vibration, it didn't bother me at all, uh-huh. at all. And so it was all just a reflection of my vibration in the moment. Right. It shows me that I had a little more work to do in fully appreciating this person for who and what they are. And, and this person is of an age that they're not going to change. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, you get to that age, you, you see people that get to an age where they just don't care and they say whatever they think all the time. That's mm-hmm. who this is. So mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. It wasn't really personal. I didn't. And I should be, I didn't really take it personal. It was just annoying. Yeah. You know, in the moment, it was just annoying. I really. I spent all this time cooking, and now you know, you show up, you sit down, you get waited on hand and foot, and all you can do is criticize. <laughs> I,
0: I have to admit that kind of person used to be uh, a real transgressor, to use your word for me. Uh, but it's gotten to the point now where I I kind of look i'm that kind of person in sort of a pitying way and even that's not the best energy to be in but it's like really that's the best you can do i feel sorry for like, you
1: know. yeah well and, then, and i realize that you know that that's their own <laughs> negative you know, outlook that's not a pleasant place to be yeah I'm not change their reality nor is it no change their reality no. i just need to not take it so personally and just let it let it flow you know
0: Jeffrey uh, posted a couple of things in the live stream. He said uh, he has a question. I often connect with source and receive information, parentheses I've heard it referred to as downloads, but I also receive questions about big picture issues. Can you give guidance on what to do with the info that we receive We receive from source?
1: Well, it depends. If it's, if it's useful for you, and I, I couldn't imagine anything from source not being useful for you in your life, if you want to use it in your life, and keep it to yourself, that's up to you, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Source is not judging, but I found for me that I got to a point, because my intention was to keep it to myself for years, years and years and years into my 40s, and I got to a point to where I had enough information, and it used that information to create enough tools for me, that my I kind of got to where my only option was to share it. I didn't feel like I had any other purpose in life other than quitting my corporate job and spending the rest of my life sharing this practice with the world, which is what I do now. So I did get to a point where, where I shared it. And my mastery group is sort of getting to that forefront of thought space because they're with the stream all the time and, and mastering the Taya practice. And the stream has told them you get to a point where you're out sort of at the leading edge of thought. And the only way to multiply from there is to share it mm-hmm. because it continues to, to multiply and come back to you. But you sort of get to this edge and it's like, okay, we've got the keys to the universe. Now what? Now and what? Right. Sharing it is the now what? That's how, because the, for me, when I started sharing it on my podcast, And then started interacting with other people, especially in person. Uh, Video is is, is kind of second to that. But so much more information came Mm. because it was beyond just my mind asking the questions. And so when you allow yourself to interact with other people with your knowing, your download, whatever it is, it actually is of service to other people, which is nice. But it also you get more and more and more because it's just multiplying.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, Jeffrey also uh, mirrored what you said. He said, not all of us are called to be public figures and do podcasts that still want to put our processes to good and profitable use. But I appreciate those who are. And I appreciate folks that like to cook and feast as well. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's everybody's individual journey. And, and you really have to be ready. Uh, because I was very much in the closet with my channeling. It's funny. I came out of the closet as a gay man in my early twenties, but I, <laughs> before you did closet. this. <laughs> yeah. And I stayed in the closet as a channel. And I think I've told this story before that when I, um, when I came out of the closet the first time, I really kind of lost the friendships that I had. I mean, they're still around you know, Facebook. Hello. Every once in a while, but they're not like they were. And they all stayed friends. And I was, kind of out of that. And I also moved away. Uh, and I also relationship with my mother. She never spoke to me again when I told her I was gay for the rest of her life for over 20 years. Oh my. Wow. So that was the end of that relationship. So I, 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 severed those relationships in coming out of the closet. And then I live, you know, another 20 years and then decide to come out of the closet yet again as a channel. And my aunt, my mother's sister, who was so critical of my mother. She, she sort of stayed in touch with me, and I just can't believe your mother, and it's so bad, and it's awful, and it's terrible. You should have been treated this way. And I was already kind of into the it's okay, it's fine, you know, I, I've made peace with it sort of place. She was so judgmental of my mother about it, but then when I came out as a channel, she comes on Facebook <laughs> and announces <laughs> that I'm going to burn in hell. And <laughs> so it's like, wow, I you know, lost lost my mother in round one, and lost my aunt in, in round two, and it right. was, so her daughter, you know, oh, I right. and I'm still in touch with some of, some of my family for sure. But a lot of people, uh, you know, it can be lonely. You know, I live in Palm mm. Springs, uh, in a community of, of uh, ironically, mostly gay men. And, you know, I spent my whole life, you know, a good part of my life, you know, dreaming of moving here and kind of retiring and living in this weather and living in this little bubble where I'm not a minority, it's going to be so cool. Well, what I found here is a lot of people, when you say that you're spiritual, you know, the the, the, the wall just goes up right away. They don't want to hear wow. any spiritual books. They don't want to hear any. They don't, know how, they don't know how to deal with it. You know, it's not like living in Sedona or someplace like that where everybody probably thinks it's really, really cool. But yeah. then I need to make peace with just being able to live among whomever and have my experience and not worry about whether I'm accepted or not. So, you know, Michael and I are here. His parents are two blocks away. You know, that's just our life right now. And I'm happy. So I'm just not worried about it. If people don't want to be my friend because of it, then don't be my friend. But it's you are a unique individual when you are out there putting yourself out there as a public figure in a channel. Um, There are life shifts. For me, it's worth it. Uh, But I think that's everybody's decision to make. Because it changes your life. It Mm. definitely changes your life because you have a sliver of the population that think it's amazing. And you have a big chunk of the population that thinks it's nuts. And I'm completely at peace with that. I'm not looking to convince skeptics. Uh, I could care less about going on. You know, sometimes these people, uh, you know, I I remember I used to listen to Howard Stern. Mm. He always talked about having the Long Island medium on because he wanted to debunk her. He wanted to get her on the show that she wasn't (laughs) I'm thinking that woman could care less about coming on your show. Absolutely. Being debunked. You know, why does she need to prove anything to you? If you're not into it, don't be into it. That's how I am about the stream. If mm-hmm. you're not into it, don't be into it. You know, they even say, if, if these words don't resonate, move on. They're not for you at this time. And I totally believe that. You know, the stream is here for people that are ready for the stream. And and thankfully, there are a lot of them. And it seems to, to really resonate and, and help people that, that are into it. Everybody yeah, that's
0: awesome. the cool part. Yes, yeah. and also that that whole thing you just did there ties back beautifully to the topic the way I brought it up, which was um, finding the different ways to make and develop that knowing connection, as you call it that that ability to discern. I mean, for me, I I know that the biggest challenge I've had is being able to distinguish between a quote knowing message and my own mind, my own ego generating something. Mm-hmm. And to this day, that still seems to be a problem for me to, to distinguish between the two. I think I've got to kind of, I, I kind of have it sorted, but not completely.
1: Yeah. If you're up in high vibration and it just blossoms, I, that's source. If you're trying to figure it out, you're disconnected from source by trying to figure it out. And, and, you, and you're oh, a good point. Is a creator, so it's okay. But those ideas that just blossom, as long as you're in high vibration, if there's no fear and there's no judgment attached to it, you can't go wrong. When you attach fear and judgment, your vibration drops, and then you doubt it, you question it, you fear it. But I always tell everybody, if you want clarity, to me that's clarity, right? Source information is clarity. Clarity is removing fear and judgment from any question, any topic. If you remove fear and judgment, what do you want? What what do you want next? People say they don't know what they want to do with themselves. They they always have something they want to do. They're just are fearful of it are judgmental of it, and they don't allow themselves to believe it, so they say they don't know what they want. But everybody mm. knows what they want. And, and if you do a little clarity exercise of removing fear and judgment, you will discover new things that you want. And if you believe that anything is possible, and just set that intention that, hey, this is what I want. I believe it's possible. It's not my job to sit and try to hammer away at this every day because you have vibrational flow, so inevitably you're going to trip yourself up and flow. So don't do that. Just set the intention that you want this to be, and you're going to let the universe figure out how that's going to be, and then make your work just being up at high vibration, just appreciating the blue skies and the chirping birds and the snow and the rain and the whatever's going on, you know, that the more you appreciate, the more you're just keeping your vibe high.
0: And interesting, you should mention that too, because uh, as listeners know, uh, the main work that I do is managing my wife's gardening services and maintenance business. And we are now out of our season; we're 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 in the off season. And I, I've got like uh, I've collected most of the customer checks that had been collected. It's like three more I think that have to be collected, and then that's pretty much done. And then it's the next thing is taxes in January, so I have nothing going on for December other than just enjoying that it's december (laughs) so i'm figuring well this is a great time to to make it a a deliberate thing of just appreciating all day long just doing like day long all different kinds of things i can find to appreciate feel good get high vibe stay high vibe see how long i can stay high vibe how many different ways can i do it and and how many different ways can i share it here on the podcast and so forth so I've, i've almost kind of made it like a a bit of a challenge like how high? How high is up? <laughs> I'm not sure how high up is, but uh, I'm going to try to find out.
1: <laughs> I see you have a visitor.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's you, you mentioned uh, staying in joy. Well, this is joy. That's his name. This is Joy the cat, the one who I'm, went through I'm all glad the medical
1: stuff. i Joy joyful. That's good.
0: He's very joyful. Yes, he was getting lap time too, and he was very much appreciating that. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. Yeah, you know the, the the steps to go up your your uh, up your spiral up in vibration that I teach everybody is. If you're really low in low vibration and you're so low that you can't appreciate because you can get down there. You can get down there to where, you know, you think that there's nothing to appreciate. It's not possible. You start trying to appreciate and all the negative just kind of overtakes. That's because your vibe is really low. The best thing to do when your vibe is really low is a low thought activity. I think I've talked about this on here before. Mm -hmm. Take up ironing, gardening, you know, doing something productive takes a little bit of your thought, even if it's just go take a hot shower. You know, go do something. Take some action that takes your focus, a little bit of your focus, not too much. Because if it takes a lot of focus, then you're going to get frustrated because when you're down there, nothing goes right. So low thought activity is the the, the first quadrant or the first third of it, actually, uh, is low thought activity. The second thing would be a pre- active appreciation. And then the highest thing would be just meditation, just being. And meditation doesn't have to be sitting and oming and, and holding your hands in a certain way. You know, it can just be taking some deep breaths and just, just feeling like still and just feeling that higher self slash source slash God connection that everybody has. So those three things will take you up in vibration every single time. But when you're low vibration, you have to remember it's like being intoxicated. You're not thinking clearly. You're not your judgment is not the same. And sometimes you don't think you have access to any of that. But if you learn to sort of make yourself disrupt that that feeling by doing a low thought activity and then from there thinking, ah, I'm going to go actively appreciate now. I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to find five things to appreciate no matter what's going on. And you can get really good at just finding little things to appreciate.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take long. No, that, that's really yeah. true. In fact, I found for myself, you mentioned earlier, uh, the idea of uh, clearing your mind. I've gotten to the point now where my mind is pretty clear. I don't get a whole lot of tapes playing anymore, which is really nice. And it's it well, actually... That's that- that stressor energy. That,
1: that stops all of those those reels of, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's so bad. This was horrible. This person mistreated me. This should never happen again. All that crap could be wiped out with some, a little bit of effort, yeah.
0: Well, it's also a little bit surprising because I can recall not all that long ago, I would say about two years ago, where the tapes were constantly playing. You you you, you named the tape, it was playing. And uh, I did it with uh, mirror exercises. I did mirror exercises and still do mirror exercises just about every day. And within 30 days, that had knocked most of it out. And to this day, whoops, (laughs) you can't go up there, buddy. (laughs) And to this day, it continues to to keep it really low in terms of the amount of uh, unwanted stuff going on through my head. Uh, But now it's gotten to the point where, I get so little of it. I forget. I forget what it's like to have that. And when you pointed out, well, you want to try to calm your mind, I realized, oh, my mind's already calm. I'm not giving myself enough credit for having a calm mind. You can actually become so accustomed to it, you forget. Yeah. you just,
1: you just kind of not going anymore. <laughs> nose blind. You know, when you, when you smell the same bad smell every day, you become yeah, yeah And, of course, then your guests smell it and judge you for it. That was right, the, right, yeah. That commercial. Well, we we get like that with anything that's a constant, whether it's something we want or we don't want. We just start taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I used to live in this condo that had this amazing view of the lake, and I didn't necessarily appreciate it every day. And then somebody would come over, and they'd be like, "Oh my God, this is so amazing—the sailboats and the sunset." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it is nice." Like,
0: <laughs> yep. I know exactly what you mean. I, I actually had the experience of living on a lake for a year, and uh, you—it's so easy to take the whole thing for granted. I mean, honestly, you know when I would actually get my best time appreciating the lake? It was when I was outside mowing the lawn next to the lake because I wanted to make sure I didn't actually mow into the lake, right? So I had to be aware of the lake.
1: <laughs> you had to finally pay attention to the lake. Too. I had to pay
0: attention to the lake and, oh, wow, there's a lake here. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably made mowing the lawn a little more enjoyable too. To think
0: about. It did, yes. Yeah, that, that was the best lawn mowing I ever did and I'm not somebody who likes mowing the lawn. So. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting how um, you you talk about it in terms of polarity. You talk about it in terms of um, going up and down the spiral, which is a, a great way to describe it. Others describe it in somewhat similar terms. But no matter where we are on that polarity journey, I guess I'll call it, we find or at least I find that the experience of being wherever wherever I am on it leads me to get into that place that you just described of taking it f- for granted. It's, it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. And and literally the most challenging, I think now other people may, may feel differently about this, but I think the most challenging thing to do, excuse me, my cat's having uh, a fit here. with trying to get out the window, but um, the most challenging thing to do is to constantly not constantly to regularly be aware and to appreciate the change Every time that a change happens, appreciate it, and I'm getting better at it. I'm certainly a lot better at it than I was five years ago, but it amazes me how often it, it just kind of slips by. I mean, do you, do you find that you have to make a conscious, not effort, but a conscious, be consciously aware to keep doing that?
1: Uh, one thing I, I do think Taya for me has become a habit of thought, mm-hmm. where I'm always aware of my vibration just naturally. And I'm always, um, thinking, uh, uh, not thinking about transgressor energy, but if something pops up, I immediately identify it as such. So I do think that that kind of becomes habitual. If you Mm -hmm. get a practice together that makes it your habit of thought. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not fallen out of it, but I'm also teaching it all the time. Oh, that's true teaching it all the time. And that's why we have a lot of people that graduate bootcamp that want to mentor and they, they donate their time to become mentors in the program because it keeps them coming back to it. Yeah. And it's a win-win for everybody because you know, the, the boot campers get exposed to someone who's recently out. The person who's recently out is donating their time back. So they're staying in the, the process uh, without necessarily going on to mastery. And it, it keeps you in the practice. And we just had a reunion last week. In fact, Tuesday after I was on with you, we had a big reunion for boot camp. Oh, so nice. we had quite a few people on. It was over 40 people on. <clears throat> and uh, the huge Zoom meeting, as you can imagine. Yeah. And we had all these stories of, uh, of just different things that people have done. Every single person uses it in some way in their lives. But it was all over the place from people that continue to practice very strictly on a daily basis to where it has become their way of life, which is the goal as far as I'm concerned. Sure. And people that are still working at it and people that uh, really have just sort of let some of it go until life kind of spirals out of control, then they get back into it and kind of pull back into alignment. And there's no right or wrong to any of that. You know, everybody's using it how they want to use it in their lives. the The only thing that was consistent among everybody is they all said it made their life better. It gave them more clarity, and gave them a path back to joy, which was very satisfying to hear that from from that many people, even mm. people for years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
0: I guess I was honing in particularly on appreciating because you that was one of the items you mentioned uh, out of the the four item list. The the, the second item being uh, practicing uh, connecting to the source and, and using meditation and appreciation for that. Um, and appreciation for me is something that is still. I I need to be consciously aware in order to do it. I I'm not to the point now where I habitually appreciate. Oh so see,
1: I, I yeah, I think I'm pretty I think I'm pretty good at it uh just just appreciating and, and being in that state of appreciation can frustrate people around you though. Uh like my dog uh I'm a pushover to my dog.
0: So, <laughs> I'm a pushover uh, to my cat, so I understand.
1: <laughs> I, I am generally a very type A kind of alpha kind of person. But for my dog, I'm not. I'm a big pushover. And I will go outside, and I will yell at her to come in the house, and she'll just look at me like I'm playing. She's still a very smart dog. She hmm. knows several words and, and responds when she wants to respond. But she doesn't always want to come in the house. For me, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run from you. We're going to play a game. I'm not coming in the house. And there was a time that that would have really frustrated me. Mm. but now I really just appreciate this relationship I have with this little dog. And the fact that I have something in my life that I don't really care if it obeys me or not all the time. And Michael is different. Michael has never had a dog. And this is the first dog he's ever really kind of fallen in love with, but he's very much the disciplinarian with her. And he'll walk to the door and he'll just do that. And she comes running. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was a little time where that was kind of like, you know, she's my dog. I had her for three years before I ever met Michael You know, she should obey everything that I say. I trained her. I've had her since she was eight weeks old. I paid for her. You know, Mm. she should listen to me. And now I I really just kind of automatically, I didn't have to think about, oh, I need to find appreciation for her. I just kind of automatically go to that place of, you know, I just love this little dog. And if she doesn't want to listen to me, you know, I, I know that the secret word to get her in the house if she's ever in danger uh, which is T R E A T. I won't even say it right now. because could just probably <laughs> it.
2: Um,
1: that'll always get her in. But I don't want to always use that to get her in the house. And I just keep right. her as as she is. Which is, you know, I do that automatically most of the time. I didn't do it on Thanksgiving, apparently. But most of the time, <laughs> throughout the day, it's a beautiful day outside. Oh, I, I love that I work from home. I love that I wear slippers all day long. You know, I do think like that all the time, mm. all the time. So, uh, you know, one of the things that's come up, I think I talked about this last week, you know, I've put on weight since COVID because I started cooking and we kind of eat for recreation now and that the gym is opening and closing and I'm not in a, a solid gym routine like I used to be. And a year okay. ago I was in the best shape of my life. You know, at 52 I was ripped and I was lean. I was in the best shape of my mm. life and now I've regressed and I'm yeah. heavier now than I was three years ago. Oh, wow. And I'm realizing that, I I definitely want to get back into alignment with good health and and healthy habits, but I also need to just appreciate the phase that I'm in and love myself no matter what, and and that's something that I'm teaching myself right now, that I don't need to worry about that so much. This is just something that I'm experiencing, that I'm flowing through, and you know, for a while there, the vanity was kicking in, oh, I look so fat on video, and I don't do that anymore.
0: You know, it is what it is.
1: And if I'm the old fat man that channels, I'm okay with that too. So it's funny because when I went on TikTok uh, and I was feeling that way about myself, and I didn't even think I looked like I'd put on weight, but somebody on, you know, people on TikTok can be brutal, right? And somebody on oh, TikTok, sure. you're so good at manifesting, why don't you lose some weight and stuff like that. And I cut a couple of those comments and it kind of hit me that all I'm getting is what I'm already feeling about myself. So I can't be upset at that person. I'm attracting it. Since I made peace with that, I have not gotten a comment like that anywhere.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's That's always a big win. Whenever we recognize that we're the ones who created that stuff, that's a big, big win. And I've been getting more of that in my own life, and I've gotten emails and letters from people who are listeners talking about their breakthroughs in this way. That's the best kind of breakthrough, I think, anyway, because that's when we're realizing our own level of trust in how this works. You talk about trust. Frequently about how important that trust is. Well, that trust builds through experience, and whenever I notice that my own trust has increased, I think, "Whoa, okay, now, now I actually have a good internal clue that I'm really making the progress that I've been wanting to make all along." That's good. That feels good.
1: Yeah. Well, and real progress is not about achieving perfection, anyway. It's 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 appreciating the yeah. It's not the perfection. Perfection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it isn't so much that I, I want to be perfect. It's that I want to be conscious. Yeah. I, I want to, I that's want to select. That's consciously.
1: what consciousness is, is not yeah. needing things to change, to be happy, finding joy in your now, regardless of what your now is. I hear from people and in running the show that you do. You probably hear from people too. I'm going to be happy as soon as I do X, Y, Z. I'm going to be happy as soon as I have my dream job or my fortune or my perfect partner or my better body. I'm finally going to be happy. And I've already shown myself that I achieved all of that, and I still wasn't happy. I had to find a path to just being joyful that had nothing to do with my body, my weight, my health, my relationship, my bank account, any of that stuff. Because we see evidence all around us that there are people that think that that's the answer, and there's never enough. Mm. That's where billionaires come from, right? People that think if they just have the most money and they top that list, they're finally going to be happy and there's never enough. So they have to have more and more and more. That's why people that have so much money, they never have to work again a day in their lives or even think about money are the hardest working people because they got to have more. They got to be the top they, you know, and, and I see that it's, it's so prevalent on places like Instagram, you know, you got to get out and you got to grind and you want 10 billion, you got to hit this and you got to do that and I'm just thinking, first of all, the person posting that on Instagram probably has not even a fraction of that or they wouldn't be bothering posting it on Instagram. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and who are you listening to here? And secondly, that's just not where it's at because I've achieved such joy and peace and love of self regardless of conditions now. And, and that's what I really want for everybody that listens to the stream. That's what the stream wants. That's why the stream says, find peace and love in what is, and it doesn't mean that you're sticking yourself there, but release the need to have that thing that you think you need to be happy because it never is the answer. Funny, too,
0: that you mention how that person, that the the, the person's reacting just to somebody on Instagram, forgetting that the person that they're hoping to find is not going to be on on Instagram. Uh, It's a way of saying, I, I've seen it in terms of, well, uh, I'm going to criticize this person as a law of attraction practitioner because if they were so good at this stuff, they would, you know, they would be wealthy and they'd be healthy and everything would be fine. They wouldn't have any problems and yada, 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 yada. And they forget that that person who is in that place feeling that way isn't going to be talking to them in the first place. They've got better things to do with their time. So yeah. it, it it's like, wait a minute do you realize what you're saying? What you're saying is you don't want to talk to anybody who is not willing to talk to who, who is willing to talk to you. You're only willing to talk to people who aren't willing to talk to you, which is not going to get you where you want to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like the ultimate irony. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, and and, you know, the whole idea that the, the the human judgment and that's something that, you know, when you, the more you detune human created judgment of things, the, the more joy and the more source you experience mm. because source isn't judging. Source doesn't care how much weight you gained or or you know how much hair you've lost or how much money you have in your bank account or how many friends you have or how many dates you've gone on or how many followers you have on Instagram. Source is not judging any of that. There are the, that source perspective zooming out to that source perspective, and it's something that I am challenged to always try to better describe to people because getting into the stream is source perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I get, I have so much clarity on that. Now And writing this last book. The clarity in that book is insane. I can't wait to get it published because the clarity in that book is absolutely insane. The, the, the editor that is a, a spiritual student of many, many years uh, just talks, goes on and on how blown away she is of the information that's in there. And you know, the challenge is, is fully expressing in human terms, things that are way beyond humanity. But the, the one common thread that's so easy to communicate but hard for people to really grasp is the non-judgment of source. That Everything we're doing here is creating expansion, and that's why we're here. And there's no right or wrong way to do it, and there's no prize at the end or, or penalty at the end for how we do it. The, the prize or penalty is realized in human terms while we're here yeah. now the only thing that makes it a penalty really is our judgment of it. So our continual judgment of our path and our current conditions and our past that just holds us in that space.
0: Yeah. Letting go to that judgment. That's well, that's pretty much what the tire practice is about. is not it? Letting go yeah, of, of all the different ways to judgment judge. allows yeah. Us, exactly Yeah. That's really what it's all about. So good stuff. I want to remind people who have not yet uh, downloaded the LOA Today app. I'm not sure how many of them there are, but uh, if you haven't done it, please do so. And you will find, especially if you're an iPhone user, that I think you'll find that the issues that others have been experiencing over the last few months have been fixed. Anyone who's still experiencing an issue, please use the form that's on the LOA Today app and send me a note. Tell me about it. Um, Also, I want to encourage people to use that form for other things, like sending in questions for the Stream of David to answer or questions for Rita and Linda or for Cindy or Louis or anybody else who's uh here on the program because that's why we include it there to give you a way to uh give us the input and and share your questions and even give us topics. We've had some great topics come through the forum that way. So take advantage of that as well. Um, also I wanted to uh do a shout shout out to Jeffrey because he's been basically mirroring everything we've been saying, say, so, yes, 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 that's what I love. That's what I So he's like right on track with what we're talking about here. And cool. I just wanted to say, well done Jeffrey. Really good. And also, we have a shout out from uh, Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's uh, logged on. Your administrative person, so I had to I say hello to her too. So, you. yeah, good stuff. So, thank you very much. Um, I think uh, we're probably going to be doing a little bit of actual connection with Stream of David next time. So, we want to look forward to that. And also, it's an opportunity if you have a question to in- include that because we will include it in the conversation. But for the moment, David, it's been great. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective and and thank you for teaching us a little bit more about how to maintain that connection because that's really important.
1: Yeah, thank
0: you all. Always good to be here. We really appreciate it. And also uh, thank you to the live streamers, and especially thank you to the podcast listeners, because uh, without you, we wouldn't have a podcast, let's be perfectly honest. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.